a.m. tonight. Join us for live sweats. Yes. That was a big balls three. Three minutes ago. Big balls three. Instant reaction. This is an unbelievable thing for me to see. My favorite team, my true favorite team. Less mistress, more side piece. And maybe a few regrettable decisions. Oh, he's got bust written all over him. Gutekind sucks. Jordan Addison ran a 5-3-40 and he's Tristis height. I'd take him. You know what you shouldn't have done? Bet on the Wizards. Yep. Now, live from Washington, D.C., it's Ryan Horvath, Trista Crick, and Nick Ashew. Ohio State up 3 0 on Missouri. 11 24 to go in the second quarter there in the Cotton Bowl. Got the Bucks down 1 65 64 in Cleveland. Wizards, how about that? Up four on the Nets. 101 97, 430 to go. Knicks are getting whooped. Whatever. Our That's good fine. buddy Reed Wallach, mm-hmm. friend of show, he yes. tweeted out, uh, he thinks that the uh, Wizards are actually a worse basketball team than the Pistons. Who man. That's a big accusation. The only thing I would say... Especially they've also won more than two games, I which would, is a big deal. As <laughs> surprising and as bad as this sounds, I'd mm-hmm. probably rather be a Pistons fan, though, for one reason and one reason only. Mm-hmm. Cade Cunningham? Cade Cunningham. Yeah. All right, so this is where I get confused, and I'm sorry. I, I don't want to be all over the place, but I'm looking up, right? And, mm-hmm. and Sawyer, who's one of the better pass rushers for Ohio State, also wears number 33. Yeah. But their quarterback, Devin Brown, also wears number 33. Sawyer just made a play. Devin Brown just went to the locker room, which is huge um, because, you know, McCord out, out, mm-hmm. transferred out. Devin Brown has looked really, really bad. I definitely think that they're going to have to hit the portal. Guaranteed. Will Howard gets a call. Um, pretty much everybody's getting a call. N- there's no kind of late in the game though. A Cam lot of Ward. quarterbacks have already committed. Though. I know they still got some guys out there though. I, somebody's going to be the starting quarterback at Ohio State. I don't think you could roll into the season with Devin Brown. But I don't even. I didn't see what happened to him. That's kind of what happens when you're on the air doing a show. But he's out in this game, and uh, I thought that that was Sawyer, but it's Devin Brown. Maybe Sorry. they'll. Uh, maybe they'll pay Kyle McCord to come back. <laughs> come back, <laughs> please. We. We made a mistake. This isn't this isn't going to work. I saw a tweet uh, from my buddy Alex Kaloje uh, from uh, the Action Network, and he tweeted out, "Has has Devin Brown ever played football before?" <laughs> so it wasn't it wasn't going great for Devin no. Brown. But we do pr- thoughts and prayers for Devin Brown. Hopefully he's healthy. Is still my cooked. first thought. Uh, don't wear the number thirty three because you're not a real quarterback if you wear thirty three. Yeah, just saying. Yeah. I'll just keep it simple as that. Yeah. Bradley Beal is going to make his return for the Suns tonight against the Hornets. Hornet or Suns fifteen and a half point favorites at home. Totals two thirty one and a half. There, I, you know, th- this is what we're going to have this entire season. I don't know what to make of what he's going to do. I don't know what in like. I'm not looking at any props for him. I'm not touching anything. You may not see him out there for more than twenty eight thirty minutes. Yeah, I, it just. I just I would stay away from everything involving that for probably the entire season. Just a no go for me. Yeah, man. I just like is he going to be right? I mean, I, and uh, we'll see what the ramp up process looks like. So points a, are at fifteen and a half, even money to the over for oh, was, Bradley Beal. I was looking for the number, and it's off the board because it's about to start right now. But they did pull it off the board for whatever reason. For the you tell for the game, yeah, uh, fifteen. It was fifteen and a half a second ago. Yeah, so. just before it got pulled. I mean, Beal. You know, I mean, if you look at him on the season, he's averaging 15 points a game. I mean, that's it. He's not getting a ton of minutes. I get it. Hasn't really gotten kind of just even used to being a part of this team. But it's you just don't know what you're going to get game after game from him. He very well could get hurt. He had 24, 15, 16, 14. Right. And then got hurt, played five minutes, six points, and haven't seen him until now. 
Yeah, so he's played six games in the big three. He's played one game together, he said. Sucks, and, man. I just want to see this team actually play together. I, I Like, I really do. I yeah. want to see what it looks like. Me too. Me too. I mean, I was excited to see what it would look like. And I'm a KD guy, so I want KD in the playoffs. I want him playing meaningful basketball. Um, I'm still not ready to write him off, but I just it's really hard to trust the situation mm-hmm. that's going on. Especially, I mean, we said it going into the year. It's three guys that deal with soft tissue injuries. They're all getting older. Really, though, it doesn't matter in December. If it ends up working out in June, and you know, in June, and you know, in the summer, whenever the hell the NBA finals are nowadays, <laughs> it would be June. Yeah, that would still be it June. Would, right? It would be June. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. And then the NBA is draft right is now. after that, and then summer league, and then I had to look what month it was, and I'm like, wait a minute, we just wrapped up Christmas. New Year's Eve is literally this weekend, and I just had to look what month it is. That's when you know you're just just you're, there's there's nothing left in the. So you know it's week 17 of the NFL yeah. season. <laughs> this is you're dealing with injuries week 17 and, and bowl season, opt out season. Yeah, I mean, listen, at least in the NFL now, like I, I, I'm ready for the playoffs, but at least you have games that have meaningful uh, playoff implications, right? Like we're talking about Lions, Cowboys, and this still matters for both teams in the NFC. And the NFL was great to have this scheduled at the time that it did because, I mean, you're you're getting a game that matters to both of these teams right now. Yeah, and that's what I'm excited for this one on a Saturday night, and it's a standalone game. Yep. Um, so I, I like the over, and that's the only thing that does scare me a little bit. It's a standalone game, primetime spot where everybody's going to want to bet the NFL, and it's two good teams, so everybody's going to be watching. So you think the over is going to be a public bet, but I just really don't care. Even though these defenses do have pass rushes that are pretty damn solid, really damn good pass rushes, but Dallas right now, Struggling against the run, but also struggling to run the football. It's been the same story. I mean, you kind of had this going into the year that you didn't trust Tony Pollard as mm-hmm. an every down back, and nope. I did. And you were right, man. I mean, there's, he personally is 38th in EPA per rush. And now he's going against the Lions, who also are top five against the run. But I don't know. It's hard to trust Detroit's defense because you might be top five against the run and the top five pass rush win rate type team. But you also just gave up 400 yards once again to a backup quarterback, a third-string quarterback, fourth-string quarterback, and Nick Mullins. So that's a beat-up secondary. Comes down to are they going to be able to get pressure. So what I do here in this spot, if I'm Dallas, Dak's got to get rid of the ball quick. Crossing routes, use Jake Ferguson. I think this is going to be a huge game for CeeDee Lamb. I like all the CeeDee Lamb props. But for me, just the over, the Gibbs props, the Laporta props. I'm going to go with the St. Brown props. And uh, the CD props. So all the most popular guys, what could go wrong? But I think this might just be a huge, like, big scoring game. Especially if we get the injury news that Mm -hmm. we want, man. Because Dallas, if Zach Martin can't go in this game, or if uh, Tyron Smith can't go in this game, they both haven't been practicing, then I worry a little bit about Dak throwing from a clean pocket in this one. All right, the Patriots are at the Bills. Buffalo's a two-touchdown favorite. Total's 40 in this game. Bills are trending upward. The Patriots are kind of just who they are at this point. I... I just, I want to almost say, like, this is a game where the Patriots would somehow find a way, but we're not there anymore. Yeah. Like, we're just not. It. I know it's a big number, but I like Buffalo to cover in this game. I really do. That 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 Bailey Zappi led offense, it doesn't matter who the Patriots have out there at quarterback. They are an awful offense to watch. Yeah. I've, I've been on the Patriots the last couple weeks. You know, I was talking about this today with Zach Gelb because he's a big Pats fan, and he's like, they're pissing me off. They're winning games. <laughs> He wants a quarterback. I he's, mean, he's in the same boat as me. I, I same mean, boat. Yeah, I mean, you, you know what? This, this is football hell when you're winning these games down yes. the stretch, especially when Kayla Williams is there. I mean, I know the Bears have the number one overall pick, but who knows? Maybe Justin Fields like beats the Packers and saves his career in Green Bay, and they go with a Marvin Harrison who's not playing tonight. So 
But here, here's a game where I really like this spot. Now, I liked it at 13. I still like it at 14 for the Bills. Anything over 14 and a half is a different story here. Yeah. But I think they're going to beat up on the Patriots. We get the revenge angle, right? The Bills lost to the Pats earlier this season somehow. But they've dominated in their division. They've won four straight games other yep. than that by 12 points. Six of the last seven. And look at the points they score in these division games. 35, 24, 47, 33, and 38. So even if it's a cold weather game, you know, we get freezing winds. I still think they're going to be able to move the ball because all of a sudden, Buffalo's the, like the number one rushing team in the NFL with James Cook. And since they let go of Ken Dorsey, they average over 30 points per game. And the pass rush is coming alive again, um, even with all those injuries. So I like Buffalo. And they pretty much have to win out, man. And that might not even be enough. We'll wait and see. It's going to be a big game against Miami coming up here. But love the Bills at 14. Completely agree with you. I'm Buffalo's also the number one red zone offense in the NFL. New England red zone defense, seventh. So there's a nice little, yeah. that's where I think New England maybe, well, defensively we know obviously that's where they have some level of an advantage. But there are little spots where they can obviously do something against Buffalo. But we're at that time of year, right? I love the teams that are trending upward right now. The last three, four weeks of the season. Yeah. Buffalo's in that that spot. Problem is, it can turn in a week. Yes. We've done it, just like with the Cowboys and half the teams in the NFL where it flips the other way. Oh, yeah, man. Look at the NFC. Like It's like the meme where the guy wants to cheat on his wife and he's looking at the other girl. <laughs> That's like me in the NFC right now, and I'm cheating on the San Francisco 49ers with the freaking Rams. And I'm like, I know Kyle Shanahan owns McVay, but they're also boys, and who knows? I know he's going to get him. He's got him before, I know. He's going to get him again in a big-time spot, and wouldn't it just be hilarious if it was this season? And then in the AFC... You know, I'm sitting there with my wife, the Ravens, and my guy, Lamar Jackson, who's now the favorite to win MVP. But all of a sudden, the Dolphins are walking down, and they got the high heels on. And all of a sudden, even though they lost Jalen Phillips, I don't know if they're, like, playing for Phillips, but they're not even blitzing, and they're just getting natural pressure. Yeah. And they're number one in sack rate. I mean, we'll get to them here in a second. All that to say, though, I'm with you, man. Like, you want the teams that are trending in the right direction right now. And this is what I absolutely love this time of year. And we like the Bills. And the this Patriots is... are dumb. Yeah, the Patriots are, are <laughs> terrible. But you know what? I hope they win because I need them to go past the Commanders. I need the Commanders to move up. I need them to lose. We'll get to, obviously, that hilarious situation at quarterback. What's going on at Washington, by the way? It's It, it may not even, like, so we'll weird. get to that. The uh, Falcons are at the Bears. The Bears are two-and-a-half-point favorites. Total's 38 in this game. In what could be the last home game. For Justin Fields as a quarterback for the Chicago Bears, Ryan. And maybe he's playing against his future team if all works out well, right? Bears get Caleb Williams. It would suck for me because I'm a Packer guy. Um, but, I mean, if you're a Bears fan, I, the, the Caleb Williams slander is getting a little out of control. I could save that topic for another day, but you got to draft Caleb Williams number one, it's, man. I think you do. So, who knows? Maybe this is an audition either for Justin Fields to keep his job or maybe for a new team because you just think with all that speed and then Justin Fields and Kyle Pitts and Bijan. Oh, man, uh, that's football porn. But I like Atlanta, and I think a lot of people like Atlanta, which is why that three has disappeared and we're to two and a half. Yeah. Been a nice run for the Bears. Loved him against Arizona. Thought that was a bad spot for Kyler. Bears all of a sudden a top 10 defense. Maybe that's how Matt Eberflus keeps his job. But Atlanta's still playing for something. They're seven and eight. You know, the Bears aren't going to win the NFC North. The The Lions just clinched that last week for the first time since 92. So give me Atlanta here to cover three. I think Heineke's an upgrade. you got to use Bijan. And, um, We've been saying that all year, though. That's it, what I don't understand. That is, and I get why like some people, <laughs> I, I get why the Bears are favorites in this game because it's a top-ten run defense going against a team with, you know, three backs that they like to use. But 
I think Atlanta's going to make some plays in this game down the field, and I think they'll find a way to win this game. So give me Atlanta plus three, two and a half. I would wait and uh, see if that three pops back up. You know, it's the Taylor Heineke show. Yeah, baby. Let's go. That offense is going to look totally different. Falcons, I mean, the the difference their offense is at home versus on the road is so far this year, but obviously that's been Desmond Ritter most of the way. 13 and a half points a game on the road, about 23 per game at home. But, I like, Taylor Heineke is an upgrade. And the fact that I just – I really – I don't understand what Arthur Smith is doing down there in Atlanta. It feels like like team sabotage. It's like Bill O'Brien when he was with the Texans and he just traded every talented player he had away for bologna sandwiches and meat scraps and you're well bologna sandwiches and meat scrap but it's like what are you what are you doing i don't get it what's your take on bologna by the way do you eat it uh i i have not had bologna in a long time but i would not turn it down german bologna is the way to go my friends that is a higher quality bologna okay i asked this question because growing up it was like bologna sandwiches and i always hated bologna sandwiches i loved them as a kid though i will admit that talked my parents into upgrading to salami and, uh, like, turkey, you know, like, real protein. You like bologna, Sky? I'm going to enter into the food foray. Yeah. So not too far from here, a couple hours, is Pennsylvania Dutch country. And it's not Lebanon, but Lebanon, Pennsylvania. Okay. That's smoked bologna. So, smoke houses oh, nope. for 100 years. Nope. Dude, Rye, I don't let me think tell I can you do something. Rye, you, I don't, you, you I really don't. I know I don't think we got, I can do we gotta, it. We got to get you to try we a have, slice. Again, yeah. we have an Amish market uh, in my neck of the woods where they come down from that from up there and they bring all of it into this great market. Right, you like smoked meat. It's you like gr- smoked brisket, yeah, smoked turkey. I just I don't like Dude, bologna. Maybe smoked bologna. It's I'm gonna it's, I might get some dimension. and just have it's you a do little, a taste test. I don't even want to smell sodium. it. Yeah, oh, yeah, I'd have to be a little high in sodium to try it. <laughs> a little high in sodium, a little high in, in calories. But the smoked bologna is, is legit, man. We'll see. Maybe a couple cocktails. I, could be you know what? I think this is good. We're going to have a little taste test on here. Yeah. And we won't even tell you. Throw I'll just the say, taste buds a yeah. little bit. You know, it's it's well, Lebanon, like you said. I can say it's Lebanese bologna, and I'll be like, "This is from my my neck of the woods, a very far away neck of the woods." And then you'll have to because I will. You want to be respectful of my culture? I, no, and I will because like <laughs> my grandfather, God bless him. I'm always like now because I've been to Croatia, um, and I love that side of my family, mm-hmm. but the Slovenian side. It's so I'm always like, "What's our culture? What do we eat?" Like yeah. to my grandfather, and he's like, "Smokies." And it's like a, it's like a sausage, and I'm like that can't be right, right? And so yeah. he's just, uh, and it doesn't make any sense because like my gr- my great grandparents were like straight from the boat, like they barely they spoke broken English. It was like talking to Tony Kukoc mm-hmm. going into the house, and he just he doesn't have any culture. So at least you have some culture. Mm-hmm. So I will, you know what? I will try the dish. And yes. I will try the bologna, even though. Bologna, uh, way too much bologna grades one through seven, and then I made the upgrade. I moved down up like the Jeff. Well, uh, to to be fair, to be fair, uh, you've to had you had a lot of it over the years as a kid, so you probably did get tired of it. Yeah, I think that's understandable. But it's been a long time. Your taste buds may be craving a little bit of a uh, smoked bologna. I'm not really a sub guy. I'm not like a cold sandwich guy. I like my food hot. We I have, know you're a big sub guy. I we have very different food takes. A, a good, yeah. especially on a hot day, a cold sandwich. From like uh, you know any uh, there's a million different sandwich places. Anyone that would like to sponsor the show, we would also uh, we'd love to talk about your sandwiches. Yeah, we'll drop love Subway it. because we know you guys got the most money. That's true. That's true. I see my girl Kendall Tool doing stuff. I don't know, man. That'd be a good gig Jersey for me Mike's. too. Jersey Mike's. Jersey Mike's. I'll be in the gym. Good. The other day I squatted 350. I could be like, I like the Wizards to cover the uh, seven tonight, even though they're 0 and 8 against the spread in their last eight. Do factor, baby. And then I could just take a big bite out of a sub. Happy Gilmore got remember that. Oh yeah, cold cut combo. <laughs> I forgot about that. Yeah, it's bet MGM tonight. Call us.
We'll be right back in just a few. Head over to BetMGM to place a better three. This is BetMGM Tonight, presented by BetMGM. Live from BetQL. He's game destroyer. Just ask Sean Payton. I mean, he's, yeah. you, you saw what Sean felt about uh, about Russell after that offside play uh, there there late in the game. Oh yeah. Oh no. Russell Wilson is a uh, is a game destroyer, and uh, and Zach Wilson takes the game out of the you know like back. Remember, kids, there was a time you had to put the game in the into console. the machine, <laughs> yeah. into your PlayStation or your Nintendo. You had to put it in. He takes it out, smashes it on the ground a few times, and then just looks at you like. What are you going to do about it? Yeah. Because that's what happened with the New York Jets today. I don't know what you get for Justin Fields, though, right? It's what whatever a team is willing to pay. I mean, that's yeah. The Fields you get Bears, a second round pick. I can't get it. You're going to get you're going to get a first round pick for Justin Fields. I don't think so. No, second, I would think second, third. I mean, it's the big unknown. Like Chicago controls, they control so much because, like you said, they're going to have the number one pick and what they decide to do. I just cannot see them. Two straight years sticking with Justin Fields instead of trying to go and get their quarterback. We both agree. We think Fields could turn out to be a really good player, but I don't know, JP. I mean, if Drake May or Caleb Williams turns out to be an absolute monster like most think he will, I mean, they're going to they're gonna regret that forever. So even if – The thing about it is it's like the whole bird in hand thing, right, is that you kind of know what you have with – certain guys like Justin Fields, Sam yep. Howell, and it's 50% at best for even the top picks. So we kind of know going in, Drake May, Caleb Williams, one of those guys is probably going to bust. Right. Right. That's what we're seeing right now with C.J. Stroud and Bryce Young, and it's just the history of it. You can go through the drafts, like one of two is probably going to bust. Holding a, a Bengals minus three ticket holder, and I was live on air, and the emotional swings that you see as oh, sports man. better. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, oh, and this is over. I was like, oh, wait, we have life. Oh, wait, this is interesting. Okay, let's go. <laughs> and I was so happy to have pushed. I've never been more excited to <laughs> make no money before. <laughs> Yeah, well, it was an little. emotional yeah. roller coaster, but it was so fun. It was a perfect game to remind you of two things. One, why you're a fan of football, and two, why you're a fan of sports betting.
All right, hit us on your thoughts on Josh Allen. Well, just like we're not going to do like the full MVP stuff today, probably, but, but we should talk about it a little bit. Let the conversation continue with BetMGM tonight on the BetQL Network, presented by BetMGM. 3 nothing, Ohio State over Missouri. 3-11 to go in the second quarter here, Ryan. I know someone, someone that really liked the under in this game. Yeah, I love the under me. in this game. It's been a good day today, man, actually. Mm-hmm. We had, uh, I talked about this. Our guy, John Martin, didn't like my Memphis pick. He said, this is a... Well, I actually don't remember what he said. I remember he said it was a bad pick, though, because they were going to be without not one but two starting offensive linemen. But not only did Memphis cover the 10.5, baby, they won outright as plus 320 dogs and the over hit 58.5. Is John Martin, though, friend of show, uh, is he a fan of Memphis? Yeah, but he's a more he's a bigger fan of money. He just thought that right. Iowa State was the right side. Because I just one. do feel like a lot of times that people that are that have any connection to a team, we have to be careful. I mean, myself included, right? Yeah. Like yourself included. Like yeah. sometimes we get emotionally, even if it's just slightly yeah. jaded, and it taints our opinion of a certain game or a certain team. Yeah. Just because of that, because you've seen everything. Yeah. And sometimes maybe you've seen a little too much on how the sausage is made. Yeah. But it doesn't mean that that's how every single game is going to go, you know? Yeah, that's what I think he was thinking there, because I sent him the eyes emoji and he was like, damn it, Memphis is going to make this a game, aren't they? (laughs) But he was with me. He liked uh, Kentucky today, and they won outright. And also today, he liked um, he actually had Ohio State. He had an earlier number, Ohio State plus three and a half. I was a little bit jealous. They're up 3-0 right now. And uh, of course then, one last one we got to shout out. Notre Dame, who won 40-8. to I bet them as 11 and a half point favorites. It was a bad decision, because they closed as five point favorites, but they rolled them. Rolled them. Rolled them. And you Rolled know what? Them. That's a great way to finish the season. Bradley Beal 0 for 3 in his return. The four assists, though, Nick. Come on. Hey, Show man, he's a, a playmaker. Actually, How many turnovers, though? Uh, one. No turnovers yet. Wait. Ah, already one is there more one? Than, already one more than yeah. Tyrese Halliburton. <laughs> Does have one. Okay. Yeah. Cut him. Does have one. It's a minus two. Beal, they're going to use at point guard a lot anyway. He did that when John Wall was out for years in Washington, so... He'll kind of split that duty with Booker. They don't have a real point guard, so it's just get the ball in their those guys' hands. But I think you're going to see a lot more of Beal kind of running the de facto point for the Suns. So I would look at I, give it a couple of games though. Let's let him. Let's one. Let's just see if he stays healthy. But right. I, I would look at assist numbers for Bradley Beal, and you're probably going to see lower point totals as well. I would maybe stay away from those because it just seems like he's got to get his rhythm back shooting the basketball, but. He's going to go out there, and he's going to get other guys involved. So you may be able to kind of crack the market a little bit early until it adjusts if he's putting up some bigger assist numbers this year. So, yeah, again, four four in the first quarter alone, there's still four minutes to go. Yeah, and I mean, again, like he's just ramping himself back mm-hmm. up. He's only played, again, like we said, man, six games. They've only played one game together. It's going to take some time. I just I hope they get a chance to ramp it back up before the playoffs because we've seen this with some of these teams, you know, where they try to get themselves like – they try, they try to figure out their identity, their rotations, and they try mm-hmm. to do that that final month of the season, and it's way too late uh, for some of these teams. But uh, I was going to use Brooklyn as an example, but we always forget that Brooklyn man, if Kyrie Irving doesn't get hit against, doesn't get hurt against the Bucks, and I know Bucks fans get mad when I bring this up, Bucks were cooked in that series. Yeah, Harden got hurt. That too. changed everything. That I mean, changed everything. Well, they they gave it like forty points uh, yeah. game two or whatever it was. But yeah, yeah. So. That one may have worked out, but I don't know about this one because they all—all all these guys just have the similar injuries too. The same stuff happens. All right, you want to get back to Week 17? Oh yeah. All right, Raiders are at the Colts. Colts are three and a half point favorites at home. Totals 42 and a half in this. Uh, Antonio Pierce, since taking over as the interim head coach, 
The Raiders have held four of their last seven opponents to under 100 yards rushing. Zach Moss is out in this game on top of that. And the Colts have been held to under 100 yards rushing in three of their last four games. It's It just feels like this could be a situation here where both teams are... I One, I actually like the under in this, even at 42.5. Yeah, me too. You don't, you don't have... I look. I, I get. The I get that. Is Gar- the Colts. I know Gardner yeah. Minshew. I know, but it like Antonio Pierce has these guys playing hard, yeah, man. Like I don't know whether he's going to be the head coach, but I know this: he's changed the culture there, and guys have this fire that they did not have before. No, they really do, man. And I mean, um, it's something as dumb as remember they had a, there was a there was Devontae Adams was at a basketball game. And I think the official, one of the refs, was a big Raiders fan, and he was talking to Devontae, and it was right after Josh McDaniels lost this job, got fired. Mm-hmm. He's like, things are going to change. Things are going to get better. And they really have, though. I mean, sure. I know they're a 7-8 and eight team, but I didn't expect this from the Raiders this season. Yeah, Jimmy Garoppolo, who you bring in, and then he gets hurt, and then he comes back and he's healthy enough to play, but you don't want to play him. Aiden O'Connell, I liked the draft pick, even though he's a 25, 24-year-old rookie quarterback. I don't think he's the next Joe Burrow, but I think he could be serviceable. And I just like the skill position players for the Raiders, man. I still like Devontae Adams. I like Jacoby Myers. They just have to figure out how to get all these guys involved. But they're playing really, really hard for their coach right now. And the Colts have been a fun story this season. I like Shane Steichen. I love that offense. But that secondary is shaky at best, man. That's that's the only issue. And that's why... When you think about it, Steichen's done such a damn good job that if they do win the division, maybe he should get some coach of the year love. But I think the Raiders might be able to take advantage of that secondary. Anything over three and a half, I like Las Vegas. Raiders have a chance to make NFL history, too, in this game. Back-to-back games with multiple defensive touchdowns, if they do it against the Colts, got it. it'll be, I mean, honestly, I don't even know what the number is. I See if we can find, yeah, well, we learned, right? I, I think, though, we've already had our defensive touchdowns. Probably don't bet it again after what happened last night. We got both home. I didn't even bet them, though, uh, unfortunately. Yeah. Both Bad went myself. home. Both went home. So That was a good call by you. I can't, and I can't believe that it just, I mean, it wasn't even a sweat either by the third quarter. Well, nothing was a sweat in that game. I mean, let's be honest. It was just every, everything kind of felt like came home early, which is, you know what? It's a nice change of pace. You looking it up now to see what it is? I can't find it. Yeah, how was I though? can't imagine it's a crazy number because they've done that for, you know, week after week after week. Yeah. So. Yeah, when when touchdowns come up, that'll be up there, though. But uh, that's the thing that surprised me is how good the defense has played. Yep. I mean, it's helped that they played some teams that have quit. Yeah, <laughs> you know, that, against that them. does pad things a little bit. But I thought that they were going to be one of those teams that were going to quit. And after they did quit, they got the guy fired, Josh McDaniels. They've been playing really hard for Antonio Pierce. Problem is, what if they play so good down the stretch that they actually hire him? I don't know that he should be a head coach. Yeah. He, I mean, I don't, there's, uh, I don't know. Good luck with that. It's... It's t- I, I think it's also, I'll be honest, it's hard for me to see former players and think of them as a head coach. Right. We haven't really seen any example of them already as a, you know, other a than, head coach. Other than Dan Campbell. Didn't right, yeah. right. So the Raiders, I mean, look, they're 6-1 and one against the spread in the seven games since Pierce took over as the interim head coach. 4-1 and one against the spread in their last five as underdogs. Like, so they're going out, and like that, that shows effort, right? The underdogs covering, going out and you see in that. Like, I don't always – look, we, we joke about this, right? Sometimes we like trends, sometimes we don't. But I see that and it says, this team has played harder since Antonio Pierce took over as head coach. Plain and simple. Yeah. So it's it's definitely just it's, – it's something to at least consider at this point. You and I have talked about this game a little bit here. Uh, Rams at the Giants. Rams are five-and-a-half-point favorites. Totals 43-and-a-half in this one. I – 
I'm falling in love with this Rams team. Me I mean, too. granted, I loved them before the season started as a playoff team and to go over their win total, but then you had the Cooper Cup situation. You weren't really sure if that was going to work out. or here, here we are now. They stay healthy, man. The Rams have scored 28 or more points in five straight games. They're putting up a ton on offense, and that team total is at 23-and-a-half. I think the over on the Rams team total is a good way to go here against the Giants. Oh, me too, man. And I really, you know what I like? I like the first half over in this game, 20-and-a-half, 21, anything under 21-and-a-half. I think it's going to be a high-scoring first half here because I'm a big fan of Tyrod Taylor. At least I'm a bigger fan of Tyrod Taylor than I was Tommy DeVito. Like, Tommy DeVito was a fun story. But I think we all knew Tommy DeVito was not a starting quarterback. Yes. So Tyrod Taylor is the obvious upgrade here. And I like points because of what you just said about the Rams. I mean, the last, what is it, like six weeks now, they're 5-1. and one. They've scored at least 28 points in five straight games. They're second in DVOA. I was talking about them as a top-10 offense. Right now, they're playing like a top offense, top three offense in the league. And Kyron Williams is going to be a top fantasy back. He's awesome, man. Cooper Cup. Um, it's either a Cooper Cup game, maybe it's a Puka game, maybe we get a 2-2 game, who knows. But they just got so many weapons right now, and they have McVay calling the plays, and that offense is fun. So I like the first half over, but I also like the Giants here. I think the Giants mm. are going to play spoiler down the stretch. I mean, you get the trends, like Brian Dayball, 10-5 and against the spread after a loss. They're coming off a loss. And the Giants um, are going to be home in this game. We're probably going to get some wind. We might get some weather. And as good as the Rams have been offensively, a lot of these have been at home. These have been dome games. And now they have to go out in the elements. And they have to play this Giants team where the home road splits. They're a much better defense when they're at home. So I like the Rams, but not at 5.5. So Giants plus 5.5 is a bet for me. First half over is a bet for me uh, in this one. The Rams would also go from having an 85% chance to make the playoffs with a win to just a 22% chance if they lose. Yeah. Big, big, big on the line. Like, this is a big game. It and, really matters to and them. And that's why I just feel like everybody is going to expect the Rams to win because of the way that they're playing right now and because the Giants stink and they traded or traded. They sat Tommy DeVito. They benched Tommy DeVito, and he was everybody's favorite story. So now everybody's <laughs> thinking, like, one, two, three, Cancun. I don't know, man, because Brian Dayball is going to have his guys motivated, I think, in this game. And uh, I think they'll at least go out there and play hard. And I think Tyrod Taylor might have himself a day. I also really quick think that there's like a lot going on in this game. Cade Stover was just going absolutely nuts in the huddle. Like Ryan Day was allowing him to just yell at his teammates, trying to pump guys up, Mm -hmm. I guess. And then one of the DBs from Missouri just went over to the sideline and gave the double bird to the entire sideline. It's getting oh, chippy Oh, I out missed here. it. Damn it. I yeah. love that. Yeah, I don't know what the hell's going on, but I looked up and all hell's breaking loose. Also, Missouri had the ball on the one and they fumbled, so I kind of want to throw something. But I'm going to be a pro here and say uh, Giants plus five and a half one more time. First half over, but I'm with you. I love this Rams team. I appreciate that. No extra noises. That's a good thing. That's a good thing. The Cardinals are at the Eagles. Totals yeah. 48 in this. Eagles 11.5 point favorites. Against, look, a Cardinals team that's certainly better than where they were earlier in the season, right? But, yeah. you know, they're these are two really bad defensive teams. Like, the Eagles defense has been really bad this year. And think about this. Jonathan Gannon, former defensive coordinator last year for the Eagles, where they were number two overall as a defensive unit under Gannon. And they have been the complete opposite this year. The Eagles are allowing 346 total yards, 24 points a game. It's been a complete flip. We've watched really both their offense and defense take steps back, losing their coordinators from last year. Man, I like some big favorites. Like, I like a lot of dogs. I would. I get the case for the Cardinals, and you get, like, the revenge game. You know, like, like you said, you get the Jonathan Gannon factor. And we're all worried about the Eagles. Mm-hmm. 
but they're at home, and this seems like a good get-right spot here to get your 12th win of the season, and you just watch Dallas drop one that they easily could have had against Miami last week, which would have been a big win for them, uh, a game where they fumbled the ball on the one-yard line. And now, if you just take care of business, you're set up, you know, for at least home field advantage, I would say, until you get, like, the best opponent you're going to have to see on the road would be San Francisco. Um you know, and so and so, I just feel like they're going to take care of business. But man, eleven and a half, twelve, like these are big numbers right now. Mm-hmm. But I, uh, yeah, I kind of like them here in this spot. I don't have anything in this game right now. How about maybe Eagles team total against that defense over twenty eight and a half? It's juiced to minus one fifty though, so it's not it's not a great price. I do like that a little bit. I here. do because I I feel like that at least this offense can get right against that. Like, I don't know if I necessarily trust the Eagles defense in this game, and Kyler Murray has an opportunity to rack up some yards against them. But it does kind of feel like it's an opportunity for Jalen Hurts to maybe kind of get this offense right a little bit. The Eagles, they, they give up the second most fantasy points to quarterbacks. Yeah. Like, Kyler Murray, I feel like, could go off in this. Maybe you look at some Kyler Murray props, rushing yards specifically, maybe attempts if the Cardinals are going to be down in this game, or maybe a team total for the Eagles over 28.5. I had one thing circled in this game, and I didn't really want to do anything with the side or total, but I wanted a prop, and I wanted Trey McBride receptions. And it's sitting there. It's six and a half minus one twenty. But I just like that's the area that you could attack the Eagles. Obviously, slot middle of the field. Like we talked with some of these teams, and six and a half though is a big number. But that would probably be my only look. Trey McBride over six and a half receptions. Uh, he's had a pretty solid season. That's crazy fan. too. So in the last eight games in December, or sorry, the last seven games in December or later. So December, January. Yeah. Moving on. Eagles have not covered a single spread. And. That's the thing. They, they, Big number, dude. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, for a team that right now is not playing their best football, but at the same time, I could see them getting themselves right here in this game at home in front of those fans. And if they don't, like, if this is a shaky first half, the Bluebirds will be out. Mm-hmm. They're going to be getting on Jalen a little bit. It's just been a weird year for the Eagles because as down as we are on the Eagles, the market's not. They're still lay, they're still laying double digits at home. Right. And I know the Cardinals are a three-win team, but, I mean, you got a coach that knows the coaching staff, knows the team really well, and you're still laying double digits. And, I mean, like, Jalen, as bad as he's been at times, he's been hurt. He was playing with the flu or whatever he had where he had to fly solo in that Something. game. You know, and um, I don't know. I could see, I could, I could still see them kind of figuring it out because they're, they're trying to, like, redo everything on the fly on the defensive side of the ball. you got guys going up on the box. you got guys coming down on the field. You have Matt Patricia taking on more of a role. Um, which is scary, but he does no defense, doesn't know anything about offense. You go out, you get a guy like um, uh, Shaq to control the middle of the field, but he doesn't look very good anymore. So, I don't know. I think they're just still trying to figure some stuff out. It wouldn't surprise me if they did. It also won't surprise me if they don't, but it's just a big number against the Cardinals. And I, I don't know. I just watched the Cardinals lay a complete egg against the Bears last Sunday, so I don't really want to run to back them either in this game. So maybe the team total will end up being my luck. That might be that might be the one where you're comfortable enough and you go in there. Uh, the Eagles twelve and one too and AJ Brown has a touchdown. Thirteen and six when he doesn't. Four straight games without a touchdown for AJ Brown. I was gonna say maybe we go back to AJ Brown here. But man, four straight games. But doesn't it feel like he's due? There is a little yeah. bit of a due factor here. And that's what I'm saying, like kind of for the Eagles too. Like a like a good curb stomp and then we all forget about everything. Isn't it going to be wild when they're back? Take is, one is, game, is, isn't it going to be wild when they're back in the Super Bowl, though? <sighs> they're still good enough to get there. That's the thing. Like, like in the playoffs, it's still talented. AJ Brown, uh, Devontae Smith. Like they got like a bunch of dudes still. I know. And I still, I still have faith in Nick Sirianni. 
I'm, and that run game. They've been there once. So it's bet MGM the night. It's time for a short commercial break. Don't go anywhere, though, because we'll be right back with even more BetMGM Tonight, presented by BetMGM, live from BetQL. San Francisco and, and Baltimore. We'll obviously talk about it a bunch, probably. But just... Uh... hit us on your thoughts on josh allen well just like we're not going to do like the full mvp stuff today probably but but we should talk about it a little bit when we do san francisco and, and baltimore we'll obviously talk about it a bunch probably but just uh you know like there's look i this time of year all i'm doing is just listening like uh, the time for me thinking is kind of past and it's just like all right like the, the the papers are due the tests are due like what's everybody's answer and like what are they saying and whether you like this answer or not and you're listening I kind of think this is where we're at. Uh, I think a lot of people, and I think that trickles down to people who vote, think that if Josh Allen wins the next three games, he's going to win most valuable player. And it's just worth keeping in mind that this is the first game. So again, Brock Purdy's price was going to, told you three weeks ago, he's the price most likely to drop. Look at the schedule. He's the safest case to make. And huge win Seattle, huge win Arizona. Those were expected by the market. Now what's expected by the market? Like, are, is there, are there any, like, auto wins coming up for any of the candidates? Well, Brock Purdy doesn't have one anymore. They're playing Baltimore on Christmas night. That is not a coin flip game. It is a still, a, like, a potential win for the Niners. But this isn't, like, 13-14 against Arizona. And so if you're like, all right, like, is there someone who can gain momentum? And you already see a bunch of people, like, prominent media people tweeting, if Allen, anybody can be ahead right now. If Allen wins all three, he wins. Okay. This is game number one. They're 11 and a half against the Chargers. They host the Patriots the week after. Host them. What's that number? Great. You're already in the last week of the season. They're playing Miami for the division title. So just like, again, if people, I'm just listening. And people, a lot of people seem to start to be saying, oh, that's a terrible sentence. A lot of people seem to be saying he wins the three. You know what that three. sentence was? abominable abominable that's exactly what the sentence was Uh, a lot of people seem to be making this case like i i wish i was on it earlier but like you got just listen like people are saying this already and like i if you bet brock purdy or you think you should win be mad i'm just telling you what people are saying i don't think this who cares what i think i'm just telling you that's what a lot of people seem to be saying and uh and so I, I think it makes it like an interesting insight for thursday is like is josh allen's mvp price should it just be a three, like a three-leg parlay of them to win the three games? And if so, what is the right price for that in that market? Is that really what it is? Which we talked about last week a little, and we'll talk about more on Thursday. I don't know what's happening here. What do we do? So before all the action started on Sunday morning, all the newsmakers were out there, 
Aaron Rodgers expected to be clear to play this week, and then the Jets get blanked, and um, they're eliminated from the playoffs. So now what? Has this always been an only if they make or are alive for the playoffs situation? I don't know about that. With the ego involved, and they'll play it off as saying, well, it, you know, it's more time actually on the field in this offense, moment, carry over momentum than next year, more work with Garrett Wilson, who we know is going to be there, and Rodgers out to prove, hey, I am going to be back next season. It's not just, um, it's not just me, and, it, and there's going to be questions about retirement in the offseason. I guess there's motivation there, but at some point the parents have to step in and say, no, this is idiotic. But Rodgers is running the organization. They let him do whatever he wants. He tells the GM mm-hmm. who's coming in. So I don't know. I'm, I don't really care much about it, but it is possible that that's what this line is saying, that, that it is a real possibility, even though the Jets are eliminated, that he could be playing on Sunday. I think them as a team, I think they're playing really well. I think they had four takeaways in the game, you know, the other day against Jacksonville. I think, you know, offensively, I think over the last month, they've run the ball better. Uh, So I think they're running the ball effectively. We certainly have a lot of explosive weapons in the passing game. I think the quarterback's playing really well. I think he's, you know, able to throw the ball on time with rhythm and accuracy. And when he's not, he's able to create with his feet. Let the conversation continue with BetMGM tonight on the BetQL Network, presented by BetMGM. Dennis Allen, head coach of the Saints. His Saints are at the Bucks. They're two and a half point dogs. Totals 42 and a half in that game. And he's talking about a certain quarterback, Ryan. Baker Mayfield, one touchdown pass away from tying that rookie season career high of 27. Pretty damn good year for him. It really has been. Yeah, he has a uh, man. I mean, Baker, like we saw some flashes last year mm-hmm. down the stretch when he got moved and he went to the Rams with Sean McVay. But I don't think a lot of people expected Baker Mayfield to be this good. Some people didn't even expect him to win the job. People thought that Kyle Trask was actually going to be a starting quarterback yeah. in the league this year. But the reason that we kind of believed in the Bucks going into the season, at least to win seven, eight games. I mean, we talked about this a lot, Nick, when we were here, mm-hmm. you know, me, just me and you during baseball season mm-hmm. when everybody else was out mm-hmm. enjoying the fireworks show, mm-hmm. you know, and you, Scott, of course. But we, we uh, you know, we when you talk for 20 hours per week, just me and you, we kind of, like, talk ourselves into some stuff. Yep. And when you think about it, we talked ourselves into the Rams and the Bucks. So a pat on our backs. Mm-hmm. And our case, so. yeah. our case for Tampa was there's still a bunch of dudes on that defense. Vita Vey is still awesome, right? Uh, you still have some pretty good linebackers. And then on the offensive side of the ball, Baker Mayfield, when he was healthy – with Kevin Stefanski year one, was a pretty damn good quarterback. He took the Browns to the playoffs. Didn't take the Browns to the playoffs, but they went to the playoffs with him, and he won a game. The year, the second year with Stefanski, he was hurt. No quarterback with a shoulder injury is going to look good. Um, so it was never like Baker was Tommy DeVito. Right. He was a Heisman-winning quarterback, uh, put up big numbers, granted, with Lincoln Riley, but you always saw the flashes, and he can make the throws. And then you have Mike Evans. You have Chris Godwin. Yeah. And uh, so, yeah, man, like, I'm not surprised. But I also am a little surprised, if that makes sense. Well, you're kind of back and forth on Tampa going into the year. I wish I would have done more with him. I mean, it rightfully so, though, right? Because you don't know what you're going to get from Baker Mayfield. He did himself a disservice going out there and playing hurt. Like, I respect it. 
and I know teammates respect that, but the guy kind of knew he was playing for his job in Cleveland, and he didn't get good, like, he didn't get anything on film that was good. Yeah. And I understand you don't want to be missing games because that's even worse, but the reality of it is he did not look good there. But this is a guy that has flashes of being a good quarterback. Like, do I think that he's Tampa's franchise quarterback? No. Do I think that he could be starting next year? Yes. Do I think that he gives an advantage to Tampa in this game against Derek Carr and that up-and-down Saints offense? Absolutely. And keep in mind, too, Marshawn Lattimore, not going to be coming off IR yet, so this is a, could be a big Mike Evans game. Yeah. Do you know that Baker Mayfield and Mike Evans, the 13 touchdown passes they've connected on, is the sixth most by a duo in their first season together in the NFL. In the history of the NFL. I didn't know that, They've no. got great chemistry. It's re- like It has clicked for those two. Now, we've had moments where Mike Evans has completely disappeared, but for most wide receivers, it does happen. But this feels like a big Mike Evans game for me here. I, I agree, man, and it might be – I don't even know if it's chalky here. I just like Tampa. I'm done with yeah. the Saints this season. I am too, man. I'm I mean, out. I'm out. Like, okay, so the Saints, um, I bet them against the Rams, and that was a bad move. And, like, even going into that game, they beat the Giants and the Panthers. And even in the game against the Giants, that defense, they didn't even put up 300 total yards of offense. So I'm not a believer in Carr. Uh, I love Chris Olave, but, like, I just – I'm done with that offense. And then on the defensive side of the ball, that's always, like, the case that we make for the Saints and Dennis Allen. It's, well, they have a top-10 defense. But this season, it hasn't been good. They faced the second-easiest schedule of offenses, and their pass rush is, like, non-existent, man. I mean, 30th? and pass rush win rate this season. If they don't get pressure on Baker Mayfield, I think he's going to pick them apart. And right now, they're not getting natural pressure. Are they going to blitz them? Yeah, I, I like Tampa in this game, and I kind of like some Baker props uh, in this one. Mike Evans, anytime touchdowns, minus 150, so I don't really want to lay that. But I might have to go back to some uh, either Rashad White at even money or Chris Godwin anytime at plus 160. I think Baker might throw two to three touchdown passes against the Saints. You know, right now, if the playoffs were to start today, Tampa... Hosting a home playoff game against the Dallas Cowboys. I might bet Tampa in that game. No, I, I don't think I could because it would be Baker against that pass rush. That's the only thing. They would thing. make life a living hell. But the Saints can't do that right now. That's the problem. Mm-hmm. Like, And even the guys that I like on that team are just getting older. You know, Cam Jordan. All these guys, yep. man. Uh, the Honey Badger. They're an aging defense, and they keep kicking this can down the road. How many times have we talked about the Saints this season, man? They're like in cap hell. Sean Payton leaves. Kind of like when a college coach has like a bunch of like stuff that's coming down on him. Yep, and he's like, you know I got to get coming. out of here. Yeah, I got to get out of here. You before, see the tidal wave and you're sanctions. running away from the beach just in time. And, and they go with Dennis Allen, who like I think he's proven. Look at his record. Dennis Allen, he's got to be gone next I, season. He has to. And has I think to. they just got to blow that whole thing up. You know, because um, Derek Carr wasn't the answer. He got some young guys. I love mm-hmm. Olave, but oh yeah, I I don't love a whole lot else on that team. Like Kamara's going to be another year old. He's still Kamara's got something left in the tank, but yeah. like he's he's not the same. Yeah. You know, he is it's like twelve receptions for fifteen yards every week. We're watching Kyron Williams and Christian McCaffrey do what Kamara used to do in his prime. Yeah, right. They're so an like, old aging team. Tampa's playing like with some house money, but also some fire and some flair. Oh, and I just like Baker, man. I know. Remember Mike Evans yeah. wanted out. Chris Godwin wanted yeah. out. I think Godwin still does. Guys but, like, like playing with him. Now they're hanging out at dive bars on a Wednesday yeah. in Florida. I kind of want to hang out at a dive bar on a Wednesday in Florida that with sounds Baker Mayfield. So let's go Bucks. It's amazing that when you're not a jackass, people like to work with you. It's it's just interesting how that works. So. Or if you are a jackass like Johnny Knoxville, though, mm-hmm. people like to work that with you. That is a different type of jackass, page, of course. You know? yeah. It's a very, Steve-os, very different one. Yeah. Uh, this... This game right here, my friend. 
as an interesting story. I think we're going to be on the same side here. I want to hear your take on this Uh, one. I think I know where you're going. The 49ers are 13.5-point favorites at Washington, at my commanders, in a game that could, could start Jacoby Brissett, but he appeared on the injury report today with a hamstring issue. Mm. Sam Howell, after getting benched twice in two games and then benched for this game entirely as a starter, may end up having to go back out and start again against the San Francisco 49ers. Chase Young goes up against his former team in Washington. Kyle Shanahan goes up against the team that fired his dad, fired him when he was the offensive coordinator. And you have got Christian McCaffrey and this 49ers explosive offense against one of the worst defenses in the NFL coming off of a loss to the Ravens. And not just a loss, but a whooping in a game that mattered. They are going to beat the hell out of my commanders. And I welcome it. I want all losses. I want a great draft pick. And I want somehow, some way for Caleb Williams to come back home where he's from to Washington, D.C., my friend. Yeah, man. I was... um. We, I feel like we've been talking about this game for a while, too, like a spot that we've had circled. <laughs> which means, the, which means it's going to be like a, a field goal that separates them at the end of the game. Like Commanders win outright? No, don't he? No, no win. Stop it. Don't you wish that evil on me, Ricky Bobby. Plus 650. No, I mean, <laughs> this is like, it seems like the perfect smash spot. Not even just yep. the fact that it's Shanahan and it's uh, like a revenge angle for getting canned and his dad getting canned. It's also San Francisco off a loss where they got curb stomped by the Ravens. Mm-hmm. Brock Purdy lost the MVP in that game. He turned the ball over four times. And now you get to bounce back against a team who wants to lose games. They most likely are going to have an entire new coaching staff next season with new ownership c- taken over this year. And uh, they don't even want their, they don't know who their quarterback's going to be. And even if it is Jacoby Brissett or if it's Sam Howell, it's still that offensive line against that pass rush. And I think it's going to be a good bounce back spot. Not even playing any props here. San yeah. Francisco minus 13 and a half for me. Pretty big, too. I do. I do think Christian McCaffrey goes well over the rushing and receiving yards. I will be, I will be betting that again. Uh, I should have already done it. I'm mad at myself. Today was very busy. Uh, and I missed out on a couple of ones. I want to get an early number because that number always gets bet up. But Washington's 23rd in yards per rush allowed alone at four and a half per game. They're also... 23rd in rushing yards allowed overall this season. They've also given up 597 receiving yards to running backs, which is 27th in the NFL. Christian McCaffrey does both. Christian McCaffrey, unless it's such a blowout that he just loses touches late in the game, which is really my only worry in this, it is going to be a Christian McCaffrey game. I'd probably even dip, you know, dabble into maybe a little Debo, some Ayuk. Yeah. Uh, against that secondary, good God! Yeah, I love the McCaffrey picks, though. I or plays in the props. I I do think that they're they're going to try to get him everything that they could get him this season because he's not completely out of the MVP. He is because he's not a quarterback, but mm-hmm. they don't know that that he's completely out of the race. <laughs> right. They do, but they don't. Right? Know. They just want to make a point more than anything. Get also, him every record you can, every team record uh, rushing and whatnot you can. Also, second most receiving yards and second most touchdowns per game to wide receivers allowed by Washington's defense. It's just. It all stacks up against them. Seems like a really good smash spot. Right. Watch the win by 13. I know. But you, <laughs> you know, or 10. But, but still. That's why I hope I'm Jacoby Brissett doesn't start. Because I, I don't want them to have a chance to win. Yeah. like Or to even just keep this thing close. I just want, just wrap this season yeah. up. That's yeah. all I'm asking for. I mean, like, is, usually I play dogs this week. And I do like some dogs. I mean, we talked about Atlanta. We I like Atlanta. I like the Giants. We talked about that game. But I would only lay it with the Eagles. The 49ers and the Bills, all big favorites. I think they're all motivated teams right now, and they're all going against dumpster fire teams. I think this is going to be a good spot for big favorites and also a good spot for dogs. 
Anything interest you in Panthers, Jags at all? This game to me is just, I mean, Panthers plus four and a half, totals 36 and a half. You're going to have C.J. Beathard starting for the Jags. Yeah. I, the only thing I would maybe consider is, I mean, could the Panthers maybe cover in this game with the way Jacksonville? Can they win? Like, they, they played well last week, you know? Yeah. The Jags are 29th against the pass. Bryce momentum maybe from last week, over 300 yards against Green Bay. Maybe you, you, you go kind of that route. The Jags are 0-4 in December. They are going in the wrong direction at the wrong time. Yeah, look how we're pricing the Panthers here. I mean, I just – I would see if this is a field goal. Maybe I play the Jags. Maybe at a mm-hmm. cheaper money line price, even with CJ taking over. They're the more talented team. But man, that defense is bad right now for Jacksonville. It is. And you said, I mean, the pass defense and Bryce Young – um, it hasn't been a great season, but he's been all right against these bad pass defenses like the Green Bay Packers last week. Carved Joe Barry's defense. So I would only bet Carolina at four and a half in this spot. I just don't think the number gets me there, even with yeah. you know, even with the Jags being home. With CJ Beathard, it would be Carolina at four and a half for yeah. me. Wish I could have snagged it when it was six and a half before the Trevor Lawrence news came out. That yeah. would have been the time really to get a good number there. But yeah. again, I I I if I had to pick something, those are the directions I'd go. I'm with you there. Maybe even the over. Like, that total last week closed around 35 and a half, and it blew over at Lambeau. I just, I can't responsibly bet on the Panthers this year, period. Yeah, I Other can't than bet Adam Thielen receptions, right? C.J. Beathard against Bryce Young. <laughs> God. So, Carolina pass. I will me. watch no seconds of that game other than what's <laughs> on Red Zone. Because I just, I can't. Which is crazy because it's a big game for Jacksonville, I know. But, like, honestly, this is the time of year where I want to watch the games that are, like, truly meaningful and it's the good match. Like, I just, I can't. I can't can't do bad quarterback play anymore. I've seen way too much of it this year. Final hour coming up. Bet MGM the night. We'll be right back in just a few. Head over to BetMGM to place a better three. This is BetMGM Tonight, presented by BetMGM, live from BetQL.